It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van We are at Sketchbook in Skokie, the home, the site of Pravda Fest, celebrating 38 years of Pravda Records. I'm joined by three-fifths of the handcuffs and Pravda Records, Pravda 38, the beer will be available at Pravda Fest at the end of the month. Handcuffs will be available at the end of the month for your consumption. And it says so right there. It's got all the bands listed on the right. yeah, Which is cool. the bands you, you are made a beer the, can. This is, this is amazing. Yeah. You, you've clearly arrived. That's so the new exciting. Handcuffs album, you know, we, we can see you play these new songs at Pravda Fest, at Sketchbook, on Main Street, in Skokie, at the end of June. The new Handcuffs album is called Burn the Rails. Is there a more Chicago album title in the history of music? We're no. glad you noticed that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank no, you for noticing. No, next question. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's a pretty Chicago title, and well, um, we're, we're glad we're that you noticed. Sweet Home Chicago, but... No, that we, was we, were, we were never band, going so to name we're, it we're that. We're back to burn the rails. So yeah. explain, and the cover matches, it's exactly what the album title is. For people who aren't as familiar with what Burn the Rails is, I mean, I'm sure there's a metaphor there as well, but the literal translation is the album art. Explain Burn the Rails. I feel like our um, reference-y? expert reference yes, person should. I'm a reference librarian, my other hat, so um, I'm often given the uh, the hard questions. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it, it's the uh, way of clearing the snow and ice off the rails at the Metra um, during the winter times. Can't run the, the railroad if you're not... Uh, you know, if the rails aren't clear, so you've got to burn them off. Right, so they set, set them so on they set fire them when on it's fire. very, very cold. And yeah. I've seen this. It's yeah. It looks it's, like something... It looks very eerie. It looks yeah. like something that shouldn't be happening. It looks right. apocalyptic. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. Looks Which like, hey, you stumbled into something. Burn the rails. <laughs> right. yes. So, all right, handcuffs, burn the rails, the new album. Let's talk about the metaphor. This is your first release coming out of the pandemic is burn the rails. A, a summary of what we've experienced over the past couple of years? I would say yes. Um, it was a lot of work. We've gone through some trials and tribulations. And of course, everyone has gone through the pandemic. So it relates to everyone having to put a lot of extra effort into whatever they do, um, whether they're a parent or an artist or they make beer. The pandemic sort of held up everything for everybody, and you kind of had to work a little harder to sort of make your life happen. The album is really fun, and it, we're recording this on the 31st of May. It comes out this Friday. I listen to the album. I hear elements of Roxy Music. I hear Blondie. I hear Ian Hunter. And I thought as I was Ooh. listening that I, I was making some grand observations, some revelation, and then I read your press release afterward. I'm like, no, that was, that was all really obvious, and <laughs> I would have been wrong not to pick up on those hints and, and I, I don't want to use the word influences but influences you are correct James <laughs> I, I listened I've listened to you from the start I think this is your best album and I don't, I don't want to oh, thank you I, I don't want to you know that's wonderful this is our Just, best fourth album <laughs> no I agree I agree and, I, and it's my favorite you're not supposed to pick favorites of your children but it's my favorite child yeah. I mean not at the expense so nice. of your previous releases but something is clearly different on this album it's the first album that I play on every track. Yeah. 
so I there can take is. full credit. I'm taking. For it. I'm giving you. This 100% is Allison Hinderleiter, by the way, keyboard player, <laughs> um, assisted by Morgan Fisher. We can talk about that a little yeah, bit we'll later. Talk, yeah. Um, but no, I, I. It's it's like the first album where we've had our core complete band that we've finally found um, as the band family, so to speak. Um, and we're all, and it's and I mean I, I think it's I think there's a lot of really good things about it because of because of who is on it, which is our favorite people, I guess. You know, we all really like each other. And I recorded think, by yeah. one of our favorite people exactly. too. Yes. And that is Mike Hagler. Jinx. He's a, he's a delight. <laughs> the album does sound better than anything you've ever oh, done, Scott. and you already sounded really good. So thank th- you. That's nice. Let's start with the first song on the album. Which parallels on the last song of the album. You open and close with ins- with instrumentals. Yes. On the album, you kind of like set the stage and you kind of go out the same way. Thematically, how? Do, what was the thought behind that concept? That's that Brainiac's idea. Brad Elvis. Um. Well, there wasn't really any plan to it. Um, they were just songs in the beginning, but uh, when it came time to sequencing, uh, it just kind of fell together that way. It made sense, and and you know who I start my day off with grapefruit so why not an album right that's the name of the first song right grapefruit, grapefruit. and then you know before i go to bed i always try to get a little tobogganing in and, uh, <laughs> um, tobogganing is how the how the album ends love me while you can comes out of grapefruit there, there's a video that just came out uh which features some some onstage footage uh the lead guitar on this one has this cool 70s sexy vibe to it and your delivery Chloe Orwell. It's all swagger on oh this my, one. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> and cool piano on this song too. Like oh. instrumentally, oh. I think... Thanks. Yeah. yeah, we've got to give props to our guitarist, Jeff Kamisiak. He uh, is really fantastic. Is like what his well, amps... We drank the whole oh, time no. we were recording. <laughs> um, it helped. Yeah, a props bit. to Jeff for that sexy, amazing Mick Ronson-esque yes. guitar. Um, yeah. Also, Emily Togney, who cannot be here with us, who is our bassist. Um, that that song, I think, is a really good example of what we sound like. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good example of what we want to portray as a band. Yeah. Um, it really kind of gelled. Yeah. The whole sound gelled in the recording studio and, you know, very happy with it. A, a couple other guitar moments on this, and we'll move past this sure. since we can't actually talk to the guitarist. But I cry. Uh, well, there's I, one of us, but we'll see. The, the, right. the screaming lead guitar, and right. I cry it's for you. That's not me. That is, is not me. <laughs> that, that, that that is a moment, and I cry oh, for you. Yeah. And then, on yeah. uh, big fat mouth shut, this glammy sounding guitar. I mean, there are great little moments and yeah. pockets throughout. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Nice showcases for that. Yeah, he. Uh, he it was perfection i mean most of that stuff is like one take he just did it he was like i'm done Mm -hmm. or do you think i should do it again and we'd be like no (laughs) you shouldn't do it again it was amazing you know if we do as an overdub the song yeah well the solos it's not like yeah around or anything it really (laughs) like fit the song each one you know solo like i cry for you it's like it's like it was like he's crying, like crying. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. That whole kind of vibe. literal. Yeah, super creative. Big fat mouth shut. I mentioned that. Uh, there's this moment, Chloe. You, you say, "Why don't you keep your big fat mouth shut?" It's spoken over the drums. I love I, your delivery. Is just awesome throughout this Thank album. Thank you. Where does this song come from? I mean, this sounds venomous. 
Well, what's when we're at home together? <laughs> it's usually what I say to Brad sure. when he tells me to do something. No, um, we're married, by the way. Hi, we're no, married. No, it's you who always tells no, me. No, so um, no, whatever. So um, this song is—I mean, it's sort of a, has a double meaning. Um, it's it's about you know we all we all we all know that person who won't stop talking and says things that are ridiculous and you just want to tell them to keep their big fat mouth shut and then there's a few little hints to possibly some of the political climate um, and what's been going on maybe the past what it was it like six years um, and if you listen to some of the words it's sort of um, it's sort of like please shut up about all the misinformation that's that's happening it's hard not as an artist to yeah. have some kind of comment or response to all this, yeah, and we, you know, and 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 I think that's sort of a lost art. I don't. I think you know, back in the '60s and probably to some extent the '70s, there was a lot of that with artists, sort of having some commentary that was relevant to what was going on socially. And nobody's really doing that anymore. And I not agree. that we're not that we're per, not not that we're doing that on purpose. I mean, we make music because we love it and we want to write songs. But I think I think we we owe it to people to also have them think about what is going on and how we can do things for the greater good my favorite song on the album i mean if i had to choose one yes which which is not easy again the new album or in the rails not easy to pick just one song let's name our children is the standout for me <laughs> that's a nice story that's a great one let's hear the story go ahead brad well i was at the grocery store one day okay i will be serious i promise no, no i read uh, that um uh after david bowie passed away I read that a little story about when he met Iman and uh, he said he saw her across the room at some they were at some party event thing and he was like and uh, he went up and talked to her and he said within like seconds he was like let's name our children I never heard that story and uh, then they dated got married had a child and all that so anyway I thought that was uh, really beautiful and uh, I thought I would write a song around that. And I ended up kind of turning out more almost of a Paul and Linda, kind of a sounding McCartney-ish kind of a sound, which also was fitting, you know, we'll have a garden with big floppy hats and, you mm-hmm. know, some, some, yeah. some, yeah. some of the lyrics. Sort of an our house kind of thing, too, yeah. maybe a Graham and, and Joni. Mm-hmm. That's what sparked yeah. the whole thing. So, I so love it's, it. It's sort of a, I thought, I loved when he actually told me about that idea, about the, Bowie and Iman thing I thought that was a beautiful story and I love that he sort of wanted to write a s- song about someone else's love story which I thought was kind of neat neat what a what a neat. rock and roll wor- word how swell how, how swell. swell that was uh, can we talk about the organ sounds on pretty pretty oh yeah oh, yes we can <laughs> yes um that started with my Juno D and I had a certain patch called purple we all know what that means and yeah so I fell in love with the purple sound, and um, we played, we recorded with that purple, but then we also backed it up with a Hammond B3 in King Size Studios. So it's double organ. With a big old Leslie. Yeah. With a big old Leslie. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a crunchy, delicious sound. It is one of my favorite, kind of favorite deep purple meets vanilla fudge. Yeah. There was a, we just got a, another great review today, and uh, someone mentioned it said they thought it sounded like Argent. 
Oh, yeah, that's cool. yeah. I thought that was kind of oh. cool. So too, it's from that era, that that, nice. that vibe, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I love it. There are so many sounds, textures that feel comfortable and familiar on the album. And I think you know, just name dropping artists like Roxy Music and Ian Hunter. I, I made that point already. The ballad of Fritz and Zoom feels almost proggy out of the gate. We it seems almost like an outlier on the album. Um, because it's it in five. I don't think. It <laughs> I mean, because it's in five, that might be part yeah. of it. Yeah. I don't think of it as proggy. I, I, I was originally when I was putting things together. Part of it, uh, I was thinking of Zeppelin. But you did bring in strings. Yeah, and and we, and, and we and sort of brought and the timing. Well, they would do is yeah. proggy. Well, they, be, yeah, as you know, from We're about like arguing with him about. <laughs> I am no. Well, from like the third album on, Led Zeppelin, they started getting weirder and weirder. Where they almost kind of got proggy, where they're yeah. those weird time signatures and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But anyway, it's kind of a heavy, cool riff. I'm okay yeah. with it being proggy, quite frankly. So. Oh yeah, yes. I mean, I'm a huge <laughs> totally fan yeah. of Yes and ELP. Yeah. yeah. Yes. How can you, yes. yep. keyboardist, not right. love Rick Wakeman oh, yeah. and Keith Emerson? Back to current events. The end of the party. Is that uh, a bit? Yeah. yeah. It's it's got some. Yeah. I mean, it's it probably didn't start out that way, um, but it ended up that way. It's and the it's, end of the party. It, the kooks are on the run. It's yep. the end of the party. We're confetti from a gun. Yeah. Bang bang. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Again, it wraps up with tobogganing, which, you know, growing up in the Midwest, you know, you're no stranger to enjoying the snow and, and sledding. And, well, and we there, used to. And there's there's not right. very many places to go skiing, so we decided we wanted to do tobogganing. Tobogganing. Because the handcuffs are wholesome and, right. <laughs> and fun and delightful. Right. Again, the new album, Burn the, Wo- Burn the Rails, out on Friday, uh, Friday the Third? Yes. Third, third. yes. yes. June 3rd, 2022. No, it's Friday the 3rd. Oh, is it? Yes. I've been telling everybody Thursday the 3rd. Whatever. There goes the sales. <laughs> this Sorry, Ken. This week. Uh, and you can see the handcuffs at Pravda Fest at the end of the month. Yes. Two nights of Pravda Records. It's the 38th anniversary. Uh, everyone knows the 38th anniversary is the important one to celebrate. That's why we're doing this at Sketchbook. Special year. It's, it's yeah. a special year. 38. 38. You know what I learned when I interviewed the Brain I'm Trust of Pravda? There. Yes. The anniversary gift for 38th, luck. That's what we give. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's actually lovely. So I, 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 I got Ken Goodman from Pravda, Paradise. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to have to get him a horseshoe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'll so get him a four-leaf clover. I, I also gave him two tickets. To Paradise? <laughs> to Paradise. I also want to say um, we are playing Saturday. It starts at 7, and the Friday night show also starts at 7 with Boom Hank. Both shows are going to be great. Do not be late, Steve Mendel. Um, I'm kidding. Um, also, James Van Osdell is a Chicago and national treasure. National. So yes. thank you. No, you're you are really. We were in Iowa and people knew who you were. You you are you are a joy to be around. So yes. thank you for this so thank much. Thank you. Well, I'm not even done. Oh, all right. I just I, I'm done talking about the album. Like I needed my notes for that, but I could talk oh. to you about all the other shit. Okay, let's talk about the. <laughs> well, other I'll stuff. say it again at the end. Well, thank so. you. Now the second album. <laughs> Well, let's talk, since we're here talking about Pravda, yeah. Pravda 38, Pravda Fest, let's talk about Pravda Records. At I mean, Sketchbook Brewing. When you yes. started recording for Pravda, what, was Pravda's, what does Pravda mean? What, what does that footprint mean to you? Uh, well. Pretend that Ken's not in the room. I've, I've known Kenny. Put your shirt back on. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Kenny for the years and he since high school 
he's a really really good person um he's he's he's, he's like man. family to me in a way and we've always kind of wanted to work together but it's hard when you're such good friends um but i feel like after this pandemic and everything that everyone's gone through and there's been a lot of sadness that we've all dealt with that we thought you know what i don't want to go through life without working with people i really really love and really like and really respect and if 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 i'm going to be successful i want them to be successful and so i think it that sort of changed at least for me that changed things for me and i'm really glad that ken um wanted to put the record out because it's it's a good record and he's a good person and what what more could you want so sweet but seriously i'm yeah, serious about no, the pandemic I there know. was so yeah, much sadness it. and so much yeah. tragedy and just a lot of really hard times and it just occurred to me you have to do things that you love yeah. with people you love you really you know? it really changes your perspective it does yeah. so i mean i thought it was a good match and it's it's been kind of great so far i hope yeah. the honeymoon never ends <laughs> Well, I moved to Chicago in 1989, and it seems like Pravda was always part of the scene. So, um, you know, seeing the slug, seeing the service, seeing, you know, collecting the KTEL explosive hits records, which I absolutely love. Those are awesome. Um, Going to the store, seeing Jillian on Southport at the Pravda store. It was just all part of my sort of becoming a Chicagoan yeah um so it's that's that's a really nice that's a really cool thing to say because it's true connection it is very Chicago it's very like I used to live not far from that store on Southport yeah and I kind of was like oh the record store's in my neighborhood yeah you know yeah I love that what about you well when I came here from the old country (laughs) I didn't really know much about Pravda but now I do thank you very much Handcuffs are obviously students of rock and roll. You, you, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know it all. Yeah. You, you've seen it all. You, you're fans of music. That's obvious. Is it just me? Are, are we long overdue for a huge rock rebound resurgence? I feel like it, from a popular culture perspective, like we're due, right, for guitar music to so. swing back around? I really hope so. I hope so, too. Yes. I would love to and hear more rock bands. One of, the re- one of the recent reviews we got, the headline was, this is the band that will save rock and roll, which was really nice because, I mean... No pressure. You know, it's <laughs> like we're just this little band from Chicago. But, but yeah, I feel, I feel like it's just... I think there's it's, this band could be... This band uh, could save rock and roll. Something. Not that they will be the band. Some, Something like that. Some, but we were like, awesome. Because right. Because this album, we really wanted to bring the rock And back, I feel like know? it also, again, not to keep bringing up this pandemic, but what we all went through, we almost need something that's like... We need a, this catharsis, which I think rock and roll kind of yeah. gives you loud guitar turning it up to 11 you know um, well, I, I use the word swagger to describe some of your delivery chloe I thank mean, you i think swagger is needed too yeah right? i think so yeah and a little you bit c- of attitude little and bit you kind of kinda like you know why don't you keep your big fat mouth shut like it's time to 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 let people know what's going on and to not why be shy can't about we go it to bargaining <laughs> <laughs> let's why name our children grapefruit yeah right. grapefruit um, for everyone Unless you're on blood pressure medicine. And then <laughs> 38 years of Pravda Records, Pravda 38. You can drink it at Pravda Fest. Handcuffs yes. playing on Saturday night. That whole weekend, must-see shows. You've got Hush Drops. You've got Josh Catery, Boom Hank, The Service, yep. uh, awesome. Diplomats of Solid Sound. Uh, who am I forgetting? Um, the Slugs. The Slugs. Did I, did I forget The Slugs? The Slugs. 
and <laughs> Steve Dawson. Oh, yes, oh Steve, God, Dawson. Steve Dawson. Yes, yes, yes. That right Incredible. there, that's a weekend. That's, I mean, yeah. to that not go both nights is, I'm sorry, it's stupid. You should <laughs> go both nights. If yeah. you don't go both nights, you clearly it, hate there's yourself. Like no, I know, there's no, <laughs> right. I mean, it's like the best music yeah. of the year. And there's so many bands that are going to be drinking so much of that beer. Yeah. That <laughs> One you, night you, you better could try get here early Pravda at beer. 7 o'clock. Another night you could try another beer. Right, from Sketchbook. Yeah. You know, Handcuffs, the kids would describe this as crushable. I get, so I get it. So if you, if you come to Pravda Fest, enjoy a crushable Pravda 38. Crush it with one hand. <laughs> All right. Handcuffs, thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you, James. Thank you, James.